Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Motivated Learning Podcast. I am your host, Buddy Broyles. You can see the video version of each episode on the Motivated Learning YouTube channel or watch it live on our Facebook or LinkedIn pages, all of which are linked in the show notes. I'm also very excited to welcome Derek Luby, CEO and founder of Huddle Up Learning. Huddle Up Learning aims to move online learning beyond the passive video and quiz model into a solutions-focused model where users learn by sharing solutions and providing quality feedback. Derek, welcome to the show, sir. How are you today? I'm great, buddy. Thanks for having me. Well, let's kick off by uh, telling our audience a little bit about your history. You know, what brought you to where you are now? Sure. Uh, I am uh, a 25-year veteran of the classroom in the K-12 education world. Uh, actually, I've been in international education uh, my whole life, so American-accredited schools overseas. I'm actually speaking to you today from India, uh, where my wife works. But um, it was about uh, a year ago, year and a half ago today, that I set forth on a little bit of a different venture. and. Uh, began uh, working with a team to develop Huddle Up Learning. And, uh, you know, I, I've taken kind of my education roots and hopefully been able to apply them in, in that endeavor um, going forward. So let's talk about your goals. I mean, we'll, we'll do a deeper dive into Huddle Up later, but, you know, personally, as an educator, as a professional, you know, what are your goals currently? Sure. Uh, you know, coming through schools, uh, and, and I would say I was really lucky to come through the international school world where, um, you know, we have some fantastic teachers and you have a lot of freedom too, as both a, a teacher, I, I had about 20 years or 18 years as a, as a principal. And then my last four, I was the head of school at the Shanghai Community International School. And throughout that process, you, you, you really start to define kind of who you are and what are your goals, of course. And in the beginning, for sure, it was, you know, to, to make an impact on the school community, to make sure that we're, we're giving the students that we serve and the families that we serve the very best that we can in terms of preparing them, you know, for today and tomorrow. Uh, and those involve some, um, some deep discussions with faculty members and, you know, kind of a lot of soul searching because, of course, as you probably know, we do in school is uh, is always so well aligned to reality or uh, even to relevancy sometimes. And so, you know, as, as my career continued, um, it became just much more of a passion in me uh, started to, to come forward on, you know, why do we do what we do? How are we preparing uh, students for tomorrow? What are the skills of tomorrow that they need? And, and kind of where are we where are we meeting the mark and where are we missing the mark? And um, that, that always really motivated me and frankly, sometimes frustrated me at times too. Um, I can remember many vivid experiences, you know, and I'm sure every professional has them where they're sitting in conferences and workshops, listening to incredibly intelligent people. Um, and, you know, everyone's nodding their head. And, but at the same time, we know that it's, it's really difficult to move the needle and you're kind of hearing those, those, those same calls for action. Um, and those same frustrations and those same mantras coming through again and again. And um, it starts to resonate, at least with me it did. And it, 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 you know, it really made me realize the importance of what we're doing and how hopefully I can take some action to, to make a difference there. 
Well, I mean, it certainly speaks to your motivation for why you know, you're doing what you do and why you created uh, Huddle Up. So let's, t let's uh, switch to Huddle Up and tell me, you know, what makes Huddle Up different for your customers and those you serve? Sure, I mean, we're very much a startup, so I don't wanna, you know, uh, get too far ahead of ourselves. We just launched in July, but what's different, you know, I'm coming, as I said, as, a, as an educator. Um, that's where my heart lies. Pedagogy, how are we delivering instruction? And the biggest difference that I saw and the, one of the most frustrating things I see, whether it's online or face-to-face, -face, is that so much of our instruction is still focused on kind of rote, recall, superficial learning. Um, that's certainly assisted or even emphasized by the types of online platforms we use. Um, you know, today, whether it's training in the workplace, whether it's, you know, in schools, they start from the premise of, you know, here's a place where you can share resources with people. And if you're lucky, you, you know, you have kind of an interactive kind of superficial quiz you might be able to take to try to assess each learner's understanding. But there's just so much more, as I said before, to the skills that we need in the world that I actually think we're, we're, we're sometimes using technology and we're hindered by it because, um, you know, we're, we're starting, the starting point for our process is a platform like that where kind of the goal is superficial learning and then it's up to the individual instructor or trainer or teacher to take that and make it more meaningful. And so I think we're, we're starting kind of two steps behind sometimes just because of the environment that we're interacting in. And so what I really wanted to, to get at are, you know, nothing revolutionary, but it's the same thing we hear in those workshops. It's the same thing you hear about training is, is hands-on collaborative learning, solution-focused learning. And so what we've tried to huddle up and what we've built is, and just are rolling out is, um, you know, a platform where you can do the superficial learning. We need a place where you can share resources, where people can learn and where you can assess individual learners. But the premise of the site, it's designed from its very beginning to allow learners to share solutions to the actual work that they need to do. So, um, you know, and then we, we leverage the interactive feedback. We have 20 different solutions in the middle of this platform. It's not 20 different quizzes, in which case I really don't care what you put on your quiz, buddy. I'm not probably not gonna learn much from your quiz because I took the yeah. same quiz. And so, but when we have 20 unique solutions, we can really leverage and learn from and with one another because we're seeing other people's solutions. One, that's an eye opener. We're getting to evaluate those solutions with qualitative and quantitative feedback so that each learner, each rater, and each recipient gets a, just a, a wealth of data from that process. And then also you, you get to see how does your evaluation as a person of other people's work uh, how, how, how consistent is that with the way the rest of your peers are viewing that specific piece of work? So there's a, a whole host of data that it can unlock when we move to a solutions-focused model. It really opens up a, a much more meaningful way to collaborate online because we really do want to help each other. We want to dig into each other and we want to learn, hey, why did you solve it like this? And how, how you know, what can I take away from your solution that might be helpful for mine? In a nutshell, we've designed designed the, the platform for that purpose. Let's talk about the impact that that might have on training, onboarding, and professional development. 
Yeah, I, I, I can know we're in very early stages. So as I said, I don't want to jump ahead, but I can just speak from anecdotal, uh, you know, feedback I'm getting from early users. And of course, just personal feedback that we all probably get in our life when we do activities like that in person or in, with a group in that immediately you can see kind of a relevance. You don't really have to ask, why am I reading this? Why am I learning this? The challenge that you're trying to solve is crystal clear. It's put in front of you online. So if you want to read a textbook or if you want to read a training manual in order to complete this challenge, great, but you don't need to. You know, the proof will be in the pudding. How well did you complete the challenge? I mean, I'll give you a silly analogy and we'll maybe use, you know, podcasting. You could teach a course on podcasting and give me a quiz and maybe I'd do well on the quiz and maybe not. And you'd probably supply me with a lot of great best practice resources to help me learn how to host a podcast. But ultimately, I think the thing that's going to help me learn <laughs> the best is for me to try to host a podcast for, you know, two or three minutes of snippets. And if I could learn and see how you do it for two or three minutes and see how, you know, 20 or 30 or 50 other people do it and glean feedback from those people, I think we're going to walk away with a much more meaningful and relevant experience for every learner because they know, as I said, the proof is in the pudding. It's what can you do with what you know? It's not just kind of what do you know? Right. I think it's really important um, because now you're 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 creating a platform that kind of takes us back to s somewhat of a, an engaged instructor-led training, but but everybody gets a chance to practice in front of everyone else, learn by doing, learn in front of others, get that feedback, you know, the the quantitative and qualitative feedback, but but not necessarily in right. person in a platform. Um, so, which is important, especially now. So, um, let's talk about how Huddle Up can be used in you know in COVID. You know, in our blended uh, blended learning world, where we we need both the asynchronous and the synchronous learning. I mean, it's not going away. This is yeah. this is now and future. I'm so glad you you mentioned that the asynchronous and the synchronous because uh, you know, truth be told, my hand on the heart, uh, you know, I created this for an educational purpose when I first started. You know about two years ago, three years ago. Um, but the implications are far beyond schools. Uh, it's a problem that exists everywhere, this kind of superficial learning. And, and more importantly, with COVID, as you said, we need ways to collaborate and learn both asynchronously and synchronously. And, you know, one of the big benefits, I think, or one of the, one of the interesting things that we're finding is um, how, how it frees up face-to-face -face meetings. You know, we're all in Zoom meetings, and we can call that face-to-face. -face. I think in today's world, that does almost qualify for face-to-face, -face. or face-to-face, -face, truly face-to-face -face in person. And hopefully, with Huddle Up, we have, a, we have a way to support that and supplement that process because we allow space and time for each learner to kind of, you know, collect their thoughts, to share their ideas, to have time and space on a personal level to maybe give feedback to the ideas that are out there. And so when we are meeting face-to-face, -face, it's not an information flow of maybe the boss or the instructor, you know, being kind of the, the sage on the stage is one of the sayings that, you know, floats around the education space. We want to be the guide on the side. We want to be the, the person that facilitates discussions and ideas from from everyone. And so I think Huddle Up frees up so much meeting time because you can kind of share your thinking 
outside of the meeting. You can share your feedback. So it's a little, you know, you, you give time and space and a voice to people to be able to share what they know and what they think. Um, and because it's all online, it's all resourced and archived and there's data attached to it so you don't lose it. Um, and it's, it's a really, um, I think it can be a very powerful way to help people collaborate and make decisions and be more transparent and inclusive with the way that organizations and teams move forward with their ideas. Well, that's terrific. Thank you so much, Derek. Let's talk about uh, how people can reach you. I know we have several ways they can reach out to you um, and you know, Huddle Up Learning is in its development. So it looks like they can email you. Uh, you've got a couple of Twitter accounts and they can of course find you on LinkedIn. Uh, are there other ways that you would suggest they reach out to you? Uh, yeah, you've, you've got the big ones there for sure. Uh, we blog about ed tech and about, you know, collaboration and learning and organizational learning, and it's just blog.huddleuplearning.com. So you can read more there about some of the insights. Um, but I, I think you've hit the, the big pieces there for sure. And um, yeah, we are excited, excited for where we are right now. We're, and we're uh, getting some some early traction for sure from some businesses and universities and K-12 schools. And we're looking for partners and people who, who see value in this kind of a model. And, um, you know, really, I think at the moment, I would characterize it as, you know, we don't know what we don't know. It's very early days. And I think there's a lot of creative solutions for a model like this that we just want to get in discussions and talk with people about and, and hear what are their goals and how might they use this and those types of conversations? Because we're learning a lot every day, to be quite, to be quite frank. We yeah. don't feel like we have this solved. We don't, we don't have any magic solution for the best way to use this because organizations and teams have different goals. And we want to help be a part of those conversations and learn more about how, you know, what are the options and what are the possibilities that we can work with. So, you know, let's step back from Huddle Up because I, I mean, I'm really interested, interested to learn more about the, the platform and I'll be looking into it offline. Um, however, sure. you, know, you know, you as a professional, one of the things I always ask, uh, you know, people who've, who've been there and done that essentially, you know, you've, you've learned from all the different processes over the decades like I have. What advice would you give? Because there are a lot of people transitioning um, from teaching from uh, different industries into the learning and development industry, what advice would you give, say, your younger self or, or some of these younger people or people that are changing careers? You know, what should they look out for and what should, you know, mantras and things like that, should they, should they adopt to succeed? Yeah, I, I guess one thing I try to keep in mind all the time is, is what are what are the perceptions of the audience when we're in a training mode, when we're in a teaching mode, when we're in that kind of instructional mode is, is how relevant is this being received? What would I think if I was out in the audience of this? And I think sometimes we get too wrapped up in being kind of the subject matter expert. And really it's a lot more, especially in today's world, I would, I would say the resources are out there. What we need are, you know, expert facilitators, expert guides to help people utilize the resources that are out there. And that's, that's a different model than I first, you know, when I first started to get into teaching that I, model or I, I hadn't had that awareness. And I think looking back, uh, I wished I had noticed that much earlier, that it's really about the pedagogy and setting up environments correctly and kind of creating that culture for people to learn. It's not how much you yourself kind of can bring to the table and, you know, dispense on the masses, so to speak. 
Well, uh, Derek, thank you so much for joining me today, and I, and I look forward to to following and learning more about Huddle Up and, and following you as a, an individual. Um, and, and just really grateful that you took the time today, especially you know you're in a, you're on the other side of the planet as far as you know our local audience is concerned. Yeah, well, I appreciate the opportunity to share too, buddy. And I've enjoyed your your podcast too with your other guests. It's a good learning tool. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for folks like you for just spreading the word and kind of helping, helping everybody take steps forward. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to the Motivated Learning Podcast produced by Visual Learning Solutions. Once again, if you wish to watch the show live, please visit our Facebook or LinkedIn page for further details.